Welcome back everyone to another fabulous episode of Healthcare Trailblazers. I am honored and excited to be sitting here today with Dr. Gordon Chen of ChenMed. Uh, ChenMed is a fascinating and quickly growing organization. Dr. Gordon Chen, together with his brother, Dr. Chris Chen, built this organization. And uh, they're doing something really interesting, really innovative in healthcare. Um, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. They also just released a book called The Calling, uh, The ChenMed Story. Um, it's a family-run business, uh, like I said, doing a lot of interesting things. So, uh, Dr. Chen, thanks so much for sitting with us today. Mendel, it's wonderful to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, we like to do this with our guests. Uh, let's let's zoom out a second, take a step back. You and your brother are growing up. Take us to the beginning of your story. How did you get involved in healthcare, and what was the the seedling that is now ChenMed? <laughs> well, you know, we, we always, um, both Chris and I always wanted to be physicians. And, you know, I think it's, it's out of great admiration for my father. My father um, came from Taiwan, came over, uh, got his Ph.D., and then went to medical school. He, he actually did medical school in two years uh, in an accelerated program and then, uh, and then started practicing medicine. And so um, just through that admiration, like watching him, but then also um, whether or not it's going with him on home visits back in the day when we were young kids or going with him on medical mission trips, and just seeing the impact that he could have in patients' lives, um, it, it was uh, it was very inspiring. I remember just having him interact with a patient, you know, put his hands on a patient to examine them. Their whole countenance changed. It's almost like that the interaction, that touch, just already started healing the patients. And and so uh, for me, that that inspired me to say, hey, I I want to be a physician. Um, you know, I, I want to live a life where um, I'm positively, you know, bringing health to, to my patients um, and my communities. Uh, so uh, that's how it got started. You know, Chris and I, um, uh, you know, both went to, to medical school uh, here in Miami. Um, and we also you know, obviously followed in his footsteps as well. He's a, a, a University of Miami graduate. Um, and, then, and then we all had this uh, vision that one day we would work together, you know. Wow. What's the age difference between you and uh, Chris? We're three years apart. Yeah, he's my older okay. brother. By three years. He's your older brother? And how many siblings are you? Just, just he and I. So oh, we're cool. a very, very tight family, as you can imagine. Um, yeah. My parents uh, came from Taiwan and then just having the two of us and then um, no other family down in South Florida. So you can imagine, um, you know, when I was in medical school and, um, and my dad got sick, and we thought that we were going to lose. We thought, you know, he, he was given two months to live after discovering a golf ball sized mass behind his nose. And so my brother was in his fellowship um, and I was finishing medical school and um, getting that news just shocking. Right. Um, you know, to go from a family of four to potentially a family of three uh, and losing, you know, losing um, the patriarch, your dad, um, that that was a very difficult time with a lot of you know, suffering and, and a lot of time just trying to, you know, figure out who we are and what we're trying to do. Did that experience help you see maybe some some of the dysfunction that that's uh, prevalent in, in, in the healthcare system? Absolutely. That like in, okay. Absolutely. So um, we had always approached healthcare like we are the ones healing, right? We're, we're going to be the physicians or we're the physicians. We're providing the care. Um, and we have the, the, you know, the know-how, the resources, the expertise. And then um, instantly that changed. 
to we're the patients and we're the ones that were completely vulnerable fighting to get into a doctor's office, um, you know, getting pushed out weeks and weeks. And when you only have two months to live and your, your appointment, you, you can't make an appointment with the right doctor. Um, yeah. you know, it is, um, it's very frustrating. And so we, we felt like we needed to, you know, um, take the bull by the horns and try to force our way to save my dad's life, to get him into the right appointments, to try to coordinate the care, to try to um, figure out between the, you know, the, the, all the different specialties and the primary care. And, and on top of that, the complications, you know, we had ER visits for, for um, blood clots, for neutropenic fever, for, for seizures, you know, even a stroke. And so we had all the, all of these complications and we're, we're trying to navigate um, uh, through this, this complexity, wondering how in the world are patients or, or like, let's say seniors across America who don't have our, you know, resources or education or connections in the field, how are they making it? And the, the reality is many of them aren't. Many of them are falling through the cracks. Many of them are suffering just like we suffered, but maybe not making it through. Um, yeah dying unnecessarily, dying early. And, th and this is what we see across America, right? We, we see this huge gap between the people that have resources and know-how and the people that don't. And then um, the, 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 um, the gap is widened. So the communities that are underserved and, and, and you know, the, the, these healthcare disparities continue to widen, which is why um, this focus on health equity couldn't be more important. And so we experienced that. And then we, we were like, well, first of all, thank God my dad's cancer free and alive today. <laughs> thank God. Um, but we, we really feel as a family after suffering through that. And it, and it was it was the passion and the fire in the belly that said we, we need to fix it. We need to do something about this. And so um, how do we you know, start with one medical center, how do we go from one to two, two to four, and, you know, and then get our model, which we know works, it's a proven model, it's replicable, you know, we deliver better outcomes, better service, but how do we get this across the country to seniors and communities in most need? So w when your dad got sick, that was obviously before you started GenMed, right? So my, my dad had one medical center and four other physicians working for him. Oh, okay. So he had his own yeah, practice. At that he point. had his own okay. practice um, and he had a methodology. He, it, it was full risk. My mom was running the practice. And so when my dad got sick, he stopped seeing patients and we're all fighting for his life. But then yeah. as a family, we all came together, not just to you know, help my father um, through, you know, the cancer and the complications and, and all the different treatments, chemotherapy, radiation, but then also trying to figure out how to sustain the business. Right. And so, so let's, this, let's dig into the, to the ChenMed uh, methodology for a second. So you've got these different transformative experiences for yourselves uh, early on in life. You've got the background. A lot of, we see how a lot of these kind of ingredients for the success of ChenMed start coming together, um, you know, close with your brother, close with your family. Um, Let's let's. What was that methodology? They said, "All right, we're going to do something. We're going to do it 
at really big scale and we're going to do something different. What was that difference that you started off with that you're, that you're continuing to, uh, to do today? So what we realized at the heart of helping patients get better outcomes, you need a physician that can take accountability for patients' health and their lives. And and when I say accountability, I don't mean accountability for transferring knowledge to the patients. I mean accountability for their health outcomes. Um, and so there, there's a pivot there to say, hey, as a doctor, I'm, I'm an expert. I'm accountable for just giving the information to, as a doctor, I'm accountable for what happens to my patients, how many times they get hospitalized, whether or not they have a heart attack or stroke, whether or not they take my recommendations, I am accountable for that. And you start to change your approach as a physician or as a PCP to say, I need, a, I need to change what I'm doing so that the patients change what they're doing. So if the patients don't change, you don't get to better health. And so very quickly, you take a physician and, and you, um, you transition that uh, physician into an outcomes-based champion, which requires them to be an expert in influence, very different than an expert in medicine. And so you have that expertise in medicine plus the expertise in influence, and you add accountability, and all of a sudden, patients start doing better. They, they don't get hospitalized as much. They live longer, um, and then they have a, a tighter, deeper relationship with their physician. And so that's wow. a beautiful situation where everyone wins. But what you have to do is you have to start to think about healthcare differently. You, you can't yeah. have a doctor take full accountability for 3,000 patients because that's too many relationships to manage. And so we've studied this, and we figured out it's somewhere between 400 to 450 patients where a doctor can take full accountability for those patients and develop deeper, meaningful relationships with those patients and see them proactively rather than react. So we I, I'd like to highlight something that you're saying because I want people to really appreciate, um, I think, a, just, just a really interesting point here. What you want is doctors to take that accountability, but what you broke it down to, which I think is, is genius, is... In order for a doctor to really take accountability, they have to know that they have buy-in from the patient because the doctor can do everything that they want from today till tomorrow. And at the end of the day, if the patient, if they don't have that buy-in from the patient, the patient's not taking the recommended actions or the preventive actions or, 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 or whatever it is, then they're not necessarily going to get the outcomes that they're supposedly taking accountability for. So what you're saying is you, you took that step back and you said, all right, instead of focusing even on the outcomes... The influence. That's what I think is, is really interesting there. How does that doctor, just to go back to that point that you said, figuring out how the doctor can influence the patient, the outcome will happen by itself if you can make that happen. So I think you're even a step further. Instead of people just focusing on the outcome, which in itself is, 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 is a change, right, in today's uh, healthcare yeah. climate, you're saying we're going beyond the outcome. We're saying we're, let's focus on that, on, on, the, um, on the influence. If a doctor can influence and really connect with their patient, they'll get the buy-in from the patient and the outcome will happen by itself. Am I getting that right? Absolutely. And, and Mendel, th this is where it gets really exciting for, for doctors, right? Because if you think about influence, influence is leadership. Nothing more, nothing less. This is, we hear this from John Maxwell. We hear this all over the place. But 
you, what you're really doing is you're teaching doctors and giving them an environment where they're leading. And once doctors really master influence with their patients and they lean into the accountability for outcomes, then not only can they lead their patients, they can lead other doctors. They can also lead both the clinical aspects and they can lead the business aspects of medicine. And so you're broadening the doctor's reach, right? Just by investing in um, their leadership development. And so at ChenMed, what we do is we, we are laser focused, understanding that influence is leadership and, and we can't get the better outcomes without that influence and that leadership. We invest probably 50 times more than any other company into physician leadership development and growth. And so when you think about like our physician experience, they come here and they have preceptors, mentors, they have executive coaches, they have, um, you know, a year long black belt training program while they practice to help to refine and, and improve their influence skills. Um, they have an opportunity to really lead the business as well. And so if I were to simplify one of the things that Chen Med is really laser focused on, it's being the best clinician leadership development organization in the world. And I wow. think that that's been the differentiator for us because physicians, they, they, love, they love to broaden their, their influence. They just don't know how, and most organizations aren't investing in them. So well, most we, organizations we themselves don't know how. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and, and as an objective um, bystander, someone that, that follows ChenMed and, and your uh, various physicians on LinkedIn, I, I could say that, that you see that pretty clearly. I mean, a lot of your physicians have their own persona and are driving their own, you know, points on social media. And I, you know, I would say that you do see just forget, forget like, Aside from the, uh, the, the, the focus on influencing the patient, what you're saying about developing and, and, and influencing at large, I think you see that pretty clearly with a lot of the ChenMed um, physicians, which I think is fascinating. So you're obviously doing a good job at that. That's great. Um, yeah. We, we, we're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's, talk about, let's talk about kind of the difference between, uh, you mentioned earlier, um, shortly, some of the difference between value-based care, which in itself is a gigantic shift for some people. And it seems that you've got kind of a little bit further down the road where you're looking at something that you, you like to call transformative care. So why don't you unpack that a little bit and, 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 and talk about what that means? Absolutely. So you have the majority of healthcare today in what's called fee-for-service or transactional care. Now, there is a role for fee-for-service. There is a a beautiful role, but it can't all be fee-for-service, then you get what we have today, which is just too many incentives focused on volume and transactions. And you don't get better health. You actually, um, you know, oftentimes can promote sick care. And right. so it, it's very clear that we need something more than just that transactional care model. And so what everyone is focused on is value-based care. The problem with the move from transactional care to value-based care is that um, the way of thinking is different. The complexity, if you do both, increases dramatically. And so there are a lot of health systems that they try to do value-based care. They spin their wheels because 90% of what they're still doing is back in transactional. 
they're, they're trying to migrate over to value and then they, they're not actually getting the behavior change in their doctors or in their patients that they need to produce better outcomes. So what we say here at ChenMed is, hey, hey value is, is a great first step away from, you know, um, from, from transactional care, but it's not the destination. What we really want to be pushing is an outcomes-based care focus, which is a complete dedication to the outcomes of the patient, which requires the transition to this mindset of behavior change, right? As a health system, as a, as a, you know, a, a, the, the doctor interactions. And so the outcomes-based care says, hey, th there isn't any confusion between whether or not you're paid for transactions or you're paid for outcomes, you're paid for outcomes. Now you can do that in a full risk model because you're rewarded when you have better outcomes for your patients, lower hospitalization rates, better outcomes, patient wins, you win as well. Now, pushing that even further, because even if we had a few outcomes-based care models across the country, that's not enough to transform American healthcare, right? Like, that's not yeah. enough. So what we yeah. need is we need a scalable approach to outcomes-based care. So we say, all right, there's transactional care, value-based care, there's outcomes-based care, which is focus on outcomes, right, without compromise. And then there's how do you scale that outcomes-based approach, which is what we call transformative care. And to scale that, you need, number one, you need a, a very good why and mission focus, right? And so I, I think this is the reason why Chen Meds attracted so many mission-driven people. Like probably the reason why we got selected for the, you know, Fortune Magazine changed the world list. Probably the reason why we were the number one company in healthcare by, by Newsweek, right, for most loved companies, because people love to work with mission and, and purpose. So that's, that's the first thing you need for transformative care. The second thing you need is you need the right data, the right technology, the right systems, right, that allow you to scale the outcomes-based model. And then the third thing you need is you need outstanding focus on physician leadership development. And so that, that's what we call here at ChenMed transformative leadership or transformative care. And so um, we're, we're just laser focused on these three critical areas to allow us um, to, to push the country, to, to, to lead the country, to transform the country towards more um, of this transformative care model. That's amazing. Um, I want to give a short example, even though I, I would like to leave this for a whole episode for itself. But um, I did have the, the good fortune of, of chatting with, uh, with one of your doctors, Dr. Um, Faisal, right? Yeah, fa uh, Dr. Faisal Syed, yeah. Faisal. Uh, it looks like kind of a Jewish name, Faisal. And I, um, anyways, and, and he, um, he gave me a very, see, you're talking about the, the general concept. I want to give people a really plugged in, super down-to-earth um, um, embodiment of this idea. He said how... Um, he does not allow, or you, and he help, you know instituted through with ChemMed that you guys do not allow your uh, front desk people to call a patient a walk-in. They call the patients a patient in need of medical care, and and the the difference in language and it actually makes total sense. You know the difference in language said you know when when someone comes in and they weren't scheduled and they say oh I've got a walk-in no one wants to go go see that patient because it's a walk-in you know 
But when someone comes to the back and says, hey, docs, I've got a patient in need of medical care, that's what they signed up for, to be doctors about. So all of a sudden, you've got this transformation where doctors are saying, yep, you know, I'd, I'd love to go get that patient. And um, I think, you know, that, that focus, I, it clearly trickles down from your, uh, just to show people that it's working all the way on the ground level, affecting your nurses and your MAs and your, and your, your front desk staff. Um, you're obviously, uh, it's, 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 it's easy to talk about abstract concepts at the top, but to see it actually plugged in and working on the ground level, I think is, is really great. And, and to talk about scale, how many doctors and practices do you have at this point, locations? So we're um, at 120 locations, uh, over 500, uh, you know, clinicians and, and, and clinical leaders. And, um, you know, to, to your point on that whole patient need and the mindset shift, uh, it's the, the underlying question, are patients here for us or are we here for our patients, right? And if they're coming to us with a need, we want to be there for them. Um, and so often, uh, be, you know, because of, you know, whether or not the training or the, the, the expertise or the years that doctors put in, um, oftentimes, uh, you know, we have the approach where, you know, patients can wait as long as they wait to see you know, me, the doctor, and we try to flip that upside down and say, hey, um, we're, at, we're here to serve the patient. If we make it too uncomfortable for patients to come to us when they have a need, or maybe it's not an urgent need, maybe, maybe it's just a, a standard, like, like preventative visit, which is still very important. But if we make it too painful for them, they're not going to come. They're going to, they're going to wait at home, until whatever their, you know, their chronic conditions become, uh, you know, acute conditions, and then they're going to go to the ER, right? And so yeah. we need to create an environment where the, the shift um, of our mindset is focused on them and their need, and that really it's, it's back to kind of this concept of servant leadership. You know, we're, we're here to serve them. Um, they're not doing us a favor. We're, you know, um, by, by coming to see us, like, like, we, we are here to serve them and meet their needs. Amazing. Gordon, um, I, I'm just observing how animated you are and how clearly inspired you are, 120 centers and hundreds of employees in. You know, you're literally, you probably don't realize, but you're literally jumping to the edge of your seat when you start talking about some of these concepts. You're clearly very driven and, and continuously inspired. And I think that in healthcare, it's very easy to become uninspired. Um, because, you know, when, when, when you're so deep into it, especially when you're up at the top, so you could get disconnected. What you're clearly plugged in, you're clearly continuously inspired. What, what's driving you? What's that continued inspiration to see ChenMed to go from, you know, from where you are now to 500 centers and, and, and beyond? Mendel, uh, that's a great question. You know, when we as a family were suffering through my dad's cancer scare, it became very clear that every day is precious, right? When you're given like two months, you know, for your dad to live, you're like, every day is precious. And if I were to just be kind of open and transparent, I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna push my beliefs on anyone, but just being open, um, you know, I believe that every day is a precious gift from God. And through that experience, and then also um, my brother almost dying from COVID, Right, our our CEO. He almost died. From, he was in the ICU for for four to five days, 
And just every day he was in there, we were like, is he going to get intubated? Am I going to have, is my brother going to make it? I, I don't know. And, you know, um, and this was in, uh, in 2020, right? When, when we, we really didn't have much. Um, and, and so that was just a, a, another painful, but very revealing reminder that again, every day is a precious gift from God. So for us as a family, um, purpose is critical. And so we, aligned around our family purpose, um, which is to glorify God by spreading more love and promoting better health in all who come to contact with Chen Men. And just to say that in simple terms, it's like, hey, every day, every day, if I can spread more love and promote better health in a way that like honors my creator, then that's a good day, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And so, um, you know, w- w- when you're, when you have that purpose in combination with recognizing that we have a model that can decrease hospitalizations 30 to 50%, we have an ethical responsibility to help bring that care model to as many needy communities and needy patients as possible. And so I get excited about that because we're living out our mission. We're, um, we're going after our family's calling. Um, and so like who, who doesn't get excited about trying to rescue, you know, seniors in a broken healthcare system? Um, who doesn't get excited about the potential to literally transform American healthcare? I mean, if you, if you think about American healthcare, American healthcare is like 20% of the U.S. GDP. Yep. Um, it's probably the largest business in the world, right? At 20% of the U.S. GDP. <laughs> and everyone agrees that we're getting horrendous value for what we're spending. And it's broken. And there's a divide between the wealthiest and the poorest. And so yep. we need to fight for the underserved. Amazing. Uh, Dr. Gordon Chen, thank you so much for sitting with us today. Uh, we can go on and on all day, um, but you've got a mission to get back to. And uh, I, yeah, everybody, if you want to hear the, the, the full story, definitely go check out The Calling, a uh, new book uh, by Dr. Gordon and Chris Chen on the entire story of Chen Med and where they're going with it. Highly recommend, uh, give it a read. Um, Dr. Chen, thanks so much for coming by today. Thanks so much, Mendo. And if I could just say, I mean, we, as we grow and expand and, and, um, and plant more centers. You know, we're opening um, 20 to 40 centers every year. Um, we're looking for great PCPs, clinicians, physicians, healthcare leaders um, that share the same passion for transforming American healthcare. So um, they can find more information, you know, visiting our website, um, www.chenmed.com forward slash physicians. So chenmed.com forward slash physicians. Um, Click here and, and there uh, and down there. <laughs> There'll be links all over. Um, Thank you. Amazing. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Man.